The following is a Black Static and Swerve production. You've found Don't Worry Wednesday, where Ryan and Joe share insight, perspective, and information on issues that real folks are dealing with every day. Here is a specific question that Ryan and Joe answered on a recent full episode of Don't Worry Wednesday. Joe, what was that latest question? Hey everyone, the topic we are handling in this segment comes from Science Rocks, and it is a question about emotional intelligence and hurting others. Now, just as a reminder, we are not professional therapists and our content is not a substitute for professional counseling. We're simply offering some friendly perspective and encouragement for you as you journey through these challenges. Now let's get to that topic posted by Science Rocks. I will, uh, I will read through what uh, the post says. So Science Rocks, and this is about emotional intelligence and hurting others. And Science says, Simply put, I have a low emotional intelligence. When I get into something online such as this, I often, to me at least, seem to come off as writing an academic journal. I'm terrible with anything social, and I often don't know how to make small talk or say things gently. I speak my mind as my thoughts come, even if they aren't fully finished yet. And even when I do stop to think before I speak, I still tend to get it wrong. I can sound harsh, angry, condescending, or whatever else, when to me, I'm simply making a harmless observation or statement. To top it all off, I have a hard time understanding people's motivations and behaviors when dealing with me, as well as more subtle or complex social cues. And asking people directly rarely ever works, as they don't want to just say what they're thinking. I also often can't express my intentions or meanings without going through a roundabout and often hurtful or offensive series of comments. So what can I do to fix this? I've severed many ties with people and friends and hurt even more, all because of my poor social skills, and I can't seem to get it right. P.S. Sorry, paraphrasing isn't my strong suit. LOL. This is what I mean by roundabout explanations. Uh, you're totally fine, science. Yeah, you're Thank totally you. good. Thanks. Thank you very much for the topic. This is a really important one, and uh, I'm really glad that you posted this because I think a lot of us deal with this kind of social awkwardness or just um, maybe just feeling like it, it, it's not quite coming off as we're trying to. We're just trying to say what we need to say, but it's mm -hmm. just not. It's not clicking. So uh, I know Ryan is such an expert at dealing with people and their Thanks. hearts and their feelings. And I'm telling you, like he is. I if if Ryan tries to be offensive, he comes off as like mildly assertive. <laughs> I don't like your <laughs> breath. Your breath stank. Oh. But at the same time, <laughs> no. he has also. There, there have been moments when Ryan has asked, all he has to do is ask a question. And because of the way that I take it, it charges me up because it's motivating. You know, he'll just ask me a question like, hey, how's this one little project going? And I just get all like, whoop. <laughs> because, <laughs> and that's because I know that I could be farther along than I am and I'm not. And so I feel And like I'm only asking because I honestly want to hear it. <laughs> I I'm know. like, I want to, I want to listen to it, man. I know, I know. <laughs> so, anyway, so with all that said, 
that's my preface for Ryan because he knows how this works and he's very good at it. So I'm going to turn it over to him. Well, I thank you for the edification. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it, Joe. It's all um, for true. It's all for true. For true. Um, and by the way, I saw your uh, response to your science. Uh, it might have been just research or it could have been your psychology course of some sort. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah, so it that does sound like a struggle. And it's one that um, I, I definitely had early on, like uh, especially like I was just, kind of like a loose cannon um, for a while uh, when when it came to just my thoughts or when I didn't like somebody <laughs> and making people angry. <clears throat> or I did like someone and I just said something and it made people angry and I didn't understand why. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a difficult thing. And I mean, it still happens to me every once in a while, but when it does, as quickly as possible, I try to fix it. Um, just being very honest and sincere and, uh, what's the word, um, transparent in my personality or in my, my reasons, my reasoning or my, um, intentions really helps a lot. So when it, when it comes to just kind of not holding yourself back from what you want to say, that's okay. Like, um, I mean, you have to have tact when it comes to saying things that might be offensive to people. Um, I'm always constantly asking the question, you know, if I say this, will it hurt them? And sometimes I can get that question wrong. But most of the time, if there's any way that it could hurt them, then I try to find a way to approach it that won't. Um, Or at least... I understand that if it does hurt them, that it doesn't ruin the relationship. Because there are ways to hurt people and not ruin the relationship. There are ways to give people a little bit of tough love and them still respect you and, you know, and um, et cetera. So how do you, how do you, how do you uh, get from one place to another in this, in this scenario? Um, that's a really good question. And it's, um, one, I wish I would have spent more time thinking about before you asked, because it is, it is one of those things like, how did I get from one place to another? How did I, how did I do that myself? And, you know, how does anyone do that? I'm not even necessarily the best at it. How do you gain tact? How do you know when to say the right thing or how to say the right thing? Um, part of it is, it seems like your personality, um, you know, you just say things that you don't intend to be hurtful, but you're just putting that out there and it's hurtful. I know a lot of people like that. Um, and a lot of times you just have to hear those people out and say, they don't mean to be offensive. And so one thing that you can do for other people is always provide a disclaimer before you say anything. (laughs) Mm. That's my main tactic. Provide the disclaimer first then say your thoughts. Disclaimer first, always. So when I'm saying something that I think might hurt somebody or could have any potential whatsoever that they could take it the wrong way, I always put a disclaimer out there. I always start with something like, hey, I do not mean to be offensive with what I'm going to say. I'm just trying to figure out how to say this. Um, so please don't be angry at me. And then you say it. Or, you know, like, I know... 
I'm about to say something that I know some people like they have this thing where like if you compliment them, they take it as an insult. I don't mean to be that way. I'm being extremely honest when I say this compliment. You are an incredible artist and I like your shoes. Whatever it is, if you give a disclaimer, because here's the thing, the thing that helped me with this the most was learning about myself and all of the times I've been insulted by people. Mm. The more I focused on myself in that aspect, realizing that I'm the same as everybody else and that, you know, people reason and they reason the same way because logic is logic. Truth is truth. Uh, Human minds, they work similarly. They work very similarly. Sure, we have different personalities. Sure, we might come to different conclusions or have different ideas about different things. But reason is reason. Logic is logic. And if you, if you look at somebody and do, they do something and you go like, why would they ever do that? Think for a second. Ask yourself, why would I have done that if I was them? And you might say, oh, well, maybe they're going through something. Or maybe they thought that that was going to do something different than what it did. Or maybe they're just trying to be, make themselves happy or whatever. It's always good to ask yourself how you can relate to somebody. Um, because if you can, uh, you know, if you can relate with them, then it's a lot easier to have a relationship with them and to um, kind of um, be more cautious and be more, um, be more honest in your relationship with them. Um, you know, that's kind of like my best advice is to study yourself and ask yourself why you would get hurt by those things. And then once you've found that, keep that in mind whenever you initiate another conversation going forward. Because if you say something and they get offended, it's always important to run through that reason. Like, why did they get offended? You know, why would I have gotten offended by that if I were them? You know, trying to figure out that. Then, um, because, yeah, yeah, like you said, uh, though some people rely more on emotions and logic. That's so true. But emotions are a response. And you, you can use logic to figure out why they responded that way, uh, is what I mean to say. So if they have an emotional response, try to figure out why they had that emotional response. You don't necessarily have to ask them directly. This is something you can do with yourself, something that you can have um, a conversation with yourself with. And then once you figure that out, now you have something going forward. Whenever you initiate a conversation of the same sort, you can say, oh, this has offended people in the past when I've said this. So let me be cautious or when I've said something like this, let me, be, let me approach this with a disclaimer. Um, disclaimers are your best friend when it comes to making sure you don't offend somebody. Being honest up front with your intentions saying, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to make you angry or whatever really helps um, because that provides the setting, the tone, you know, for about what you're about to say. It makes it so they don't get the wrong idea because a lot of times people are offended because they think you're trying to hurt them, mm. even though you're not. People are offended because they think that you think that they're terrible or that they're broken or that they're messed up or that they're an emotional wreck or that they don't understand that they're stupid. They think you think they're stupid. Yeah. Um, 
They take which, that personally. You may not yes. have meant it at their person. You meant it at the situation, but they took it right personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because here's the thing. A lot of people in our current culture, if you dislike something they did, to them, that means you dislike who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. You don't mean to offend them when you say, hey, uh, I just saw you steal that cookie. <laughs> like, that's not, it's not okay, you know? Like, but at the same time, um, while that is not okay, that doesn't mean that's, that that should um, make them feel like you hate them. Because really in truth, you're just trying to help them, right? You're just trying to help them do the right thing so they can live a life of righteousness, of live a life that leads them to joy and happiness and not seclusion and pain and sorrow and sin and, and uh, loneliness, you know? Um, you're trying to help them when you try to correct them, right? So we'll always run with a disclaimer first. Say, hey, I'm only saying this because I, I want the very best for you and I don't mean to insult you. You're, you're a really great guy. I like you. Um, I just didn't think that it was cool that you stole the cookie. And so I'm just trying to figure out why did you steal that cookie? Like, that was weird to me. I didn't expect that. And then they would, you know, then it's up to them. But as long as you put that disclaimer forward, then they are turned away from the emotional response of they're just trying to hurt me. They're just trying to make me feel like I'm stupid. They're just trying to show me that they're better than me. Mm -hmm. You always got to leave with a disclaimer when it comes to things like that, because that really helps. Um, So that's kind of like my best advice. Uh, Maybe I'll come up with a little bit more later, but I know I talk in loops and say the same thing over and over. (laughs) Um, But just trying to, you know, connect the dots in a circle for you. <laughs> yes, but, but you're reiterating an important point there, Ryan, too, where it's thanks. like the, to, to give that disclaimer so people know you're not attacking them. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Yeah. Everyone always feels like they're being attacked when you criticize anything that they do, even their artwork. You know, it's like, hey, that artwork is amazing. I might have done like the, the shoes a little bit different. They're like... <gasps> Oh, I'm so insulted. Like, yeah, I, I feel so like he doesn't like me. He's just trying to insult me. I feel like Mm. crap now. Right. That's just how we are as human beings. Um, and that's something we have to learn how to respond to. Um, but not everybody's figured that out yet. And so you have to be gentle. And so how do you be gentle with those people? Um, I think the most important thing is coming to understand everybody's broken in this way. Well, not everybody. Not everybody is broken in this way. Like, I know I can talk to Joe and I can say something straight face, you know, like, hey, like, I noticed this about you and, um, you know, it's just an issue and I know you can get past it. So uh, I'm rooting for you, right? I could have a conversation like that with Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, I can have conversations with Joe where one of us is wrong and then we admit that we're wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's We've not been a conversation. there before many have. times. Usually I'm the wrong one. I've been wrong. Many times too. You've been wrong once. <laughs> I've been, come on. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> Put a zero after it and then another zero. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I don't, I, we're not keeping count. But anyways, not everybody's <laughs> got that mental strength because they haven't gone through I, really thinking about these things yet. The more you think about it for other people, the better you are going to be at um, going into those situations and helping those people who haven't thought about this stuff yet. And 
being tactful and gentle and so on. Now, um, how, how did it establish the right words, you know, how to, how to do that? Um, I don't know. That's difficult. Maybe, maybe Joe has something on that, but yeah, I like to see what Joe has to say about the whole issue overall. So I do actually, I do, I do have stuff to say about that exact thing, the, the words to say and all that. And I will get to that. Um, but, uh, first off, uh, you need to go and replay what Ryan said, um, when, after this over, um, but cause the, the stuff that he laid out for you is going to be so important. Another technique that I've had experience in doing is not just giving the disclaimer before you say something to somebody, but there's, there's a technique called third partying somebody when you third party a person. And this is mm-hmm. more generally, if you're in a relationship where, with that person where you're mentoring them to some degree, or they look up to you and they're asking for some advice. Um, a lot of times when people ask for your opinion or for your advice, they're not really asking for your advice. They're asking for your encouragement. And that, so that's not really the same. Most of the time people just, just, you know, tell me like it is, man, cause I can handle it. I really want to know. No, they don't want to know. They don't, they don't want you to tell it like it is. They want you to fluff it up and make it all nice and soft and wonderful and encourage them and make them feel happy, clappy. That's what they want. You know, that's how people are. Like Ryan Mm. said, it's just how we are. So one effective thing when someone's asking for your advice on a certain thing is to use the third party technique where, and I had a mentor that was so good at this and it was, it's really simple. I would lay out an issue that I was dealing with, man, I'm broke and I got this and I got that and blah, blah, blah. And all he, he would just preface his advice with, you know, there's, there's a guy I know that there's a guy, you may not know him, but he was going through this type of thing. And he told me that he was going through this and this and this and this, and And he basically tell me exactly what I just told him. Like, yeah, I love that technique. I use it often. (laughs) Yeah. This other guy, he was going through all these problems too. And what I told him was this, this, and this, and you can be a lot more blunt because then you're saying, well, I told this to this other person. I'm not necessarily saying this to you, but this is what I told this other person. And that's a very effective technique in order to get your point across without offending. And it also helps to it, it, it helps to get people to really think about what you're saying because now you and them are going together and you're looking at this other person's problems for them and you're solving them together. So it's kind of a different perspective to look at the solving of the problems. So, or maybe I would suggest maybe instead of saying, and I told him this, you can just leave yourself out of it from saying, I told them anything. You just say, and then what I saw them do is this and they solve their mm. problem by doing that. Maybe you can mm-hmm. try that because maybe you're the one that told them that idea, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually took it. But the problem is you. <laughs> they don't want right. to take your advice because it's you and they don't want to feel like, you know, like feel like you're smarter than them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how to solve their problem and they don't. And they're the, they're the weakling. People don't want to right. feel like that. We don't like being told things. We like to discover things. Mm-hmm. We like to learn things, but we don't like to be told things. So it's it's a really interesting dichotomy because 
I mean, you guys are here and you're asking questions for us and we're just talking about them. And so like the fact that you guys are willing to do that is is very humbling yeah. to us. So I, I, I really appreciate you guys being here and asking your questions. First of all, I want to make sure I say that. Um, but science, I have I have a whole list of books that have helped me through this stuff because I was exactly like what you described in your post for a long time before I started to read the right books, before I started to have some of these things presented to me in a way. And it was important for me to get good with people because I was putting together, you know, I was putting together a business team and I wanted to have, I wanted to be good with people so I could know how to deal with them. And I was awful at it. I mean, I'm total introvert. I would rather write music, play instruments, and be away from people. You know, that's that's what I like to do. Or play video games and watch movies and stuff like that. But if I'm going to be productive, I'd rather be by myself, playing an instrument, working on some music, writing, doing something like that. I, I Rather than being with people, trying to help them through their problems, helping them get motivated, you know. To me, that was super hard, but I knew I needed to get good at it in order to go where I wanted to be. So I ended up with all these books and I'm going to put them, I'm going to put them in the, in the post. I have a note here to, after this is over, I'm going to reply to your post on the website and I'm going to put the list of a bunch of books because there's, there's so many and I'm going to list them off, but you're not going to remember them unless I write them down because there's a bunch. There's uh you talked about emotional intelligence. There's there's a book called the Emotional Intelligence Quick Book, um, and that's I can't remember the Arbor Singer Institute or something like that that wrote this book. Um, I can't remember the name out. When I look it up, I'll know it. Uh, but so there's that, and that helps with emotional intelligence. But I think what you're dealing with is it's it's not as much of an emotional intelligence issue as it is just a dealing with people thing. And there's a, a few books. There's How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a classic by Dale Carnegie. That teaches a whole bunch of great stuff about people skills. Uh, uh, even more importantly for me was Les Giblin, uh, his book called How to Have Confidence and Power in Dealing with People. That book was more impactful for me in dealing with what you're dealing with right here. The whole, you know, I'm, I'm telling these people and I'm having trouble communicating these ideas. I have ideas that I think can help them, but it's, it's just not coming off right. It, it, it comes off offensive. It comes off harsh. It comes off, I'm, I'm just saying what I feel, but it's not coming out right. And so that book really helped to um, guide my thinking on how people act. So then I could guide the words that I was formulating in order to make it sound a little bit better. Another one, and I will put a, a little cautionary check mark on this one for you, is a book called Success with People by a man, I think it's pronounced Kavet Robert is his name. Kavet Robert. And I just looked it up. I know it's available on Amazon. But uh, success with people, the reason I'm going to put a cautionary mark on this one is when you read this, you're going to learn exactly what to say and how to deal with people almost to the point of manipulation. 
almost, I mean, you're going to learn such specific detail about how people operate and what to say. It's going to borderline on manipulation. So your intentions have to be right. Like if you're going to read that book, you need to make sure your intentions are pure because you, you're going to get, you're going to kind of be borderline on that personal manipulation type deal. But you being a psychology person, I figure you get a kick out of that stuff because, you know, if, if you're into psychology, you're going to really like that. Um, so I will put these books in there with you. And then there's a couple other ones uh, related to personalities and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Seems to me like you're, you're a pretty well-read person anyway. And um, you may have read some of these already. Um, but so manipulation. Science says manipulation isn't inherently bad. That's right. However, it's it's the intent. Where are you mm -hmm. guiding these right. people? You know, where where are you steering them? Because if you're steering them down a bad path, then then it can be inherently bad. Um, but yes, manipulation in and of itself isn't necessarily bad. It just depends on the intent and where you're steering folks. So, but one question, here's the thing. I'll, I'll put that all in the reply there. I'll do that after the stream. But before, before uh, I turn it back over to Ryan, I, I want you to think about something. And that is when you're in those situations, one of the things I had to do, because like I said, I dealt with this exact same thing and I would just speak my mind and I would just say whatever. My, my dad always taught me, taught me, he said, think before you speak. And I tried to do that, but I never, you know, I was, <laughs> we all do the best we can and we mess it up. You know, I, I'm the We're best. We're all pretty at bad at it. it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Exactly. So, um, but one question I had to ask myself, and I learned this fairly early on when I started to study these things. And when I would hear somebody talk, a lot of times I'd be like, oh, that's wrong. What they're saying, that's wrong. I, got, I need to correct it immediately. Like your statement about demons a couple streams ago. You guys all made fun of me for like the whole rest of the stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was great. <laughs> but one thing I had to learn to ask myself was how important is it for me to respond to this right now? How important is it for me to correct this right now? How and and really, so I I don't always succeed at that. I don't always ask myself that before I speak, but I try to remember to do that because sometimes it's not going to do any good for you to speak up about something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes somebody's going to be running off track. They're going to be going the wrong direction. You're going to see it, and you're going to be like, "I could totally help them because I know the right way." But they're not going to listen to you anyway. And no matter what you say or how you say it, they're going to ignore it. Or worse, they're going to resent you for it and do the opposite just to spite you. Which happens as well. So the question to ask yourself as you get into this is, how important is it for me to talk right now? How important is it for me to address this? And if it's something that's a personal thing, are you in a group of people and it's this one person and you're addressing an issue with them? If so, it's good to get out of the group so you're not addressing the problem with the person 
in front of other mm -hmm. people. You know, you take some time away and you're dealing with that person one-on-one -on -one in a more personal setting where, like Ryan talked about, you use the disclaimers, you can use the third-party technique, you can use other things, you know, asking questions, you know, that just doesn't seem like you. I don't, I don't understand how, like, why you might do that, you know, different things like that. So those are some things to think about. Are you in a group for one, if you're going to address an issue? And I would strongly recommend getting away from a group of people and handling issues like that one-on-one. -on -one. Hmm. But then you're not going to embarrass them in front of their friends or colleagues or whoever it is they're in front of. Um, and then the other thing is, um, some of those books I'll send you, will give you specific wording to use and, but more than anything, it'll give you the mindset on how people are. And really though, the number one filter to put in your brain, a lot of us talk about, Hey, you know, I don't really have a filter when I talk yet. Yeah, that's a lot of people are like that. I'm certainly naturally like that. I had to put filters in place in my mind so I would shut up. But the number one filter is to ask yourself, how important is it that I talk about this right now? Mm -hmm. And that's a quick question you can ask. And half a millisecond. You know, once, once you embed it into your brain. Because a lot of times, it just might be best to just let it go. Don't say anything at all. It might not do any good whatsoever to correct somebody. It might not do any good at all to offer your opinion or your guidance. So, and as you do this more and more and more, you will learn what's, uh, when are the important times to speak up? When are the important times to not? And, uh, and never forget section 533 of the fifth book of Joe. <laughs> Was that the was that the demons quote? Was that yes, the... it was. <laughs> yes, that's the quote. <laughs> actually, um... <laughs> um, actually, there are demons, uh, according to the five, page five hundred thirty or section five hundred thirty-three of the fifth book of Joe. And I quote: "Actually, there are demons." <laughs> yes. <Love it. laughs> so go back and watch uh, a recent. Uh, so funny. Yeah, it was, I think that was just a few, a few episodes ago, but anyway, hopefully that's helpful for you. I'm going to turn it back over to Ryan, um, to see if he had, if he can put a nice little bow tie on this thing, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> science, that's, that's such a great question. And, and, mm -hmm. and one that I personally have a lot of experience with and, and have struggled with for a long time. So, um, Ryan, what else you got? Uh, thank you for. Uh, for that, Joe, that was really great. And I really like what you said about um, holding your tongue, you know, biting your tongue and holding back and say, is this going to actually help the situation if I say this? Do I really need to correct them? Um, you know, something I've figured out uh, more recently uh, in the last couple of years is that uh, probably in the last <laughs> year, um, you must have Sorry, the dang quote. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, demons do exist. Yeah. That's great. Uh, that's um, awesome. Anyhow, sorry, Ryan. I didn't yeah, mean sorry, just I got laugh the, and I'm sorry, I got the you. quote wrong. Science. You know, I don't know. The, I didn't read the book of Joe, so it's my fault. <laughs> well, um, read it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, you know, 
what I've found is that um, correcting people is like pretty much never do it. <laughs> Don't. I mean, there are times when you can correct somebody, but. 99.9% of the time, if you are talking to somebody, you don't need to correct them. What's more important is that you are doing something good for them. Okay. So, I mean, I've talked about this before. I try to keep the main thing, the main thing, right? So here's the thing. I've talked to people of different religions or religions that are similar to mine, but they have slightly different opinions about certain things. Um, and what I discovered was that it doesn't help me to tell them where they're wrong. It helps me, it helps them a lot more if I just act as I'm supposed to and show them by my example. What I mean is um, my, my, my main thing in life is to be an example of God's heart or God's love in the world. That's my main thing. And so if I get into a conflict with somebody and I have an opportunity to correct them, if I do, it's probably going to lead to more issues than it is going to lead to more help. But if I just treat them with love and respect and listen to what they have to say and then just act out my life according to what I believe in, they'll notice and they'll see me do what I do and how I treat people and how I act and how I respond to their insults or their kind words or whatever it is, they'll watch me and that will set the tone for our relationship. So if you work on just trying to be the best you and don't worry so much about trying to correct people or improve other people's lives through the method of, uh, you know, <laughs> words and like, hey, you doing this and maybe you shouldn't be. Um, people usually know <laughs> when they're doing something they shouldn't be, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the case where people just have the wrong idea about something and you're like, Hey, uh, I've heard that idea before, but it doesn't work. You know, people don't like that. Cause when you, when you talk about something like that, they feel like that's who they are. And you're telling them that they're wrong, that who they are is wrong. Um, and that causes a lot of conflict. So just correcting people is pretty much almost always going to be a no-no. Here's, here's what I had to learn. Unless they're of my religion and I have a really great res like relationship with them, only then is it okay really for me to tell them what's wrong and what's right. Because if they aren't the same morals as me and I'm telling them, hey, it's wrong to kill people and it's wrong to... Uh, whatever, whatever it is. And I, I list off these things that are like morally incorrect, right? Is that going to turn them on to my life and way of living? Or is that going to make them feel like this guy doesn't like who I am because I do all those things. Mm. And that just makes me feel like you're a angry bigot and I don't really want anything to do with you because all you ever do is tell me where I'm wrong. And that doesn't feel good. You know, so um, it's better to just leave those things by the wayside. Um, allow people to come to you and ask you about those things before you tell them. Um, because you will gain respect just by being who you are, trying to be the best version of yourself. You'll gain people's respect and then they'll come to you. Mm -hmm. um, until then, 
you'll just set an example and you're just going to earn that respect from them. And when you see them doing something wrong, you just have to, sometimes you just have to accept it and say, man, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. I'll pray for them. Hope they figure out the way to accomplish this, you know? Um, but anyhow, what I was going to say other than that um, was you, you mentioned trying to read people and you have a hard time reading people. Um, first, absolutely check out those books, Joe. I'm sure that they will help you a ton. I haven't read them myself, but I know people who have, like Joe. (laughs) And I learned a lot from those people. Okay. I learned from being around those people, a lot of those things. But as for how to figure out what's going through other people's heads, um, you can listen to Detective Detective. (laughs) It's a lot about just putting yourself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. It's a lot about just being conscious of, Okay, I'm trying to read the person, listening to the words, listening to the thoughts behind their words, listening carefully to the words that they say and the words that they don't say, watching their actions and trying to read into their intentions. See, when someone talks, they have an intention behind their words. They have an intention that they're, you know, they're speaking with. They, they have thoughts that led to those words. You can try to decipher those thoughts based on their body language, based on their words based on their prior actions, based on the things that you know about them. Um, and it is something that you get better at um, over time. But if you just start focusing on that, it'll start to lead you down the path of learning it. Um, so if you want to try to be able to read people better so you can get an understanding of what they really mean when they're saying something or um, you know how they're feeling emotionally at that point, just being able to pay attention to that in the moment or even in retrospect um, will help you start to go down that line and learn a lot more about it. Um, but a lot of times, a lot of it is just learning about yourself, putting yourself mm-hmm. in their shoes, figuring out, you know, what do those emotions feel like? How, why would I speak? Like, why does someone speak timidly in that scenario? They must have had some reason to speak timidly. They must have had some sort of cautionary fear or perhaps something happened in their past that led them to be this way. Either way, you can start to learn about people just by trying to reason their actions and their words and the way they they say things. So just being conscious of all that will hopefully help you. Um, Yes. There's a great quote that I heard that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Hmm. That's one worth repeating. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And then there's an addendum to that that says, uh, but once they know you care, you darn well better know something. (laughs) That's great. Nice. um, But but that just puts it in the right perspective. Like Ryan was just talking about, you know, the relationship comes first before anybody's going to ever listen to you, before Mm -hmm. they're ever going to take take stock in anything you have to say, they got to trust you. They got to know you. They got the, the relationship has to be there first. And then from there, now you have the authority to speak into their life because they respect you. They know you. They, you know, there's a relationship. There's a bond built. That's like what we were talking about between Ryan and I. There's such a strong friendship between us that 
we we know and understand our intentions to the point where right. we could be really really blunt if we wanted to which we don't ever <laughs> we're never really right. that way anyways but right we, yeah, we, we don't generally tend to but we could in the case that something really important was happening and needed to be addressed right then and there, we could be blunt and it would not wreck the relationship because we, you know, we have that, we have that strong friendship. Mm -hmm. And so it really gives you the authority to speak into someone's life and they will take what you say to heart once you have that relationship built. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a friendship that's been going on for you know, 14 years or however long we've been friends for or whatever, it, it can happen within the first, you know, month of knowing somebody, within the first week of knowing somebody, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, mm -hmm. it just depends on how the relationship progresses. But that's one thing, like Ryan said, man, take into account what they are thinking. Get into their shoes. Do the best you can to look at the world from their perspective. I was sitting in the movie theater the other day. We went and saw a movie, um, me and my wife and my kids. And I, I sat there after the movie and I, got, I watched everybody get up. And they're getting up and walking out and everything. And I'm like, you know what? Every single one of those people looks at the world just like I look at the world. They don't have the same perspective as I do. But they look out the same like we all look out at the world. We all see other people around us. We all see the world around us. And we have different things going on in our lives. But we all have our own perspective. And how amazing is it that we can interact with other, other people? We, like, how amazing is it? Like, I looked around the movie theater, and this is just a tiny little segment of the population of the world. There's like 6 billion people. And they all look at the world with a perspective like we do. We all have our own perspective. And their wants and desires are the most important things to them, just like all, every single one of us. And the more you can trade spaces with somebody, trade, to, to look at the world from somebody else's perspective, the more you can try and understand. I wonder how they're looking at the world today. I don't know what they might have happened. Maybe they, maybe someone in their family's sick. Maybe someone in their family died. Maybe who knows what happened. You know, maybe they're fighting with their spouse. Maybe they've got a cousin that, you know, is a problem. Maybe they just watched a friend go to jail. Who knows? We see somebody for that one little moment, but they've got a whole life that surrounds them. And the better you can do at trying to be sensitive to that and understand the world from their perspective, the better you're going to be at all of this. Because you're going to come at them with a sense of compassion. You're going to come at them from the standpoint of they're going to know you care. And one thing too, don't ever stop trying things. The world is your laboratory. Other people are your laboratory. This is, now we're making it impersonal. But you can try things and experiment and see how things go. And I, I just heard a quote, there, there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. I really liked that one. Mm. 
because I spend a lot of my time failing at things. Nice. <laughs> and what I'm learning is that's just feedback. That just tells me what that that I need to do something different is all. So don't beat yourself up when you make a mistake because it's just feedback. And follow all of Ryan's advice and I'll send you some books. You did, uh, <laughs> you did say, um, you only know how people react is not very helpful when you can only speculate. How do I know if my speculations are anywhere near correct? Um, here's, here's some advice for you. Ask them. And you're going to ask, you know, tactfully, hopefully tactfully, you can ask them, you know, um, they might not want to talk about it. They might, but if they do, then you've learned something. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times the things that I've learned, uh, were through my failures. When I noticed me doing something I shouldn't have been doing or acting a way that I experienced pain and then going and saying to myself, why do I feel this way? What's caused this pain? What inside of me is forcing me to have this pain? And a lot of times I realize, oh, I was being selfish. That's why I'm feeling pain. I was doing something for myself that was wrong. Or I was just thinking about myself. You know, a lot of times it was me being selfish. But it's always good to ask why and then ask that why again. And then why again and why again and why again until you come to the bottom of or the root of the issue. Whatever it is. So whenever you feel angry or pain or sadness, you can talk to yourself in that manner and try to figure out where it all stems from. And once you do that, then you can do that for other people. When other people experience pain from what you say to them, you can get to the bottom of it a lot easier because you've done that for yourself. Um, The root of people's pains are often the same because, uh, you know, (laughs) because life is life. And we're all human. And um, even though there are many differences, there are also so many things that are the same. So, uh, and, and, and reality works the way reality works. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, honestly, it's a lot of self-study um, to realize why people do the things they do. And, but, you know, sometimes my pe- speculations are wrong. That's yeah, why sometimes it makes I'm absolutely, to, sometimes it makes absolutely no sense why people do what they do. Yeah. That's why when I talk to somebody, I often, I often, again, make that disclaimer. I could be wrong about this. Or rather, you know, rather than me saying this, can you just tell me, like, what's going through your head? Or, you know, whatever it is. Just, it's okay to ask questions. When, when you see somebody getting angry um, or whatever, or you have something to say to somebody and you're like, this might hurt them, rather than telling them, um, you can ask questions. And it's okay to do that course tactfully and maybe with a disclaimer like hey i'm not trying to like offend you by bringing this up and i I won't talk about it if you don't want to talk about it but um i'm just really curious like what you know i'm trying to figure out what makes people do things like what makes people do certain things and i'm um so i can like understand people better and this is something i'm trying to work out for myself so i'm just curious now why did you do that i'm you know why did you why did you have this thought or did you have that thought why did you do this why did you do that Asking people that with the preference of, hey, I'm just trying to figure out how to get to like understand people because I'm really confused about this subject and I want to be a psychologist someday or something, you know, 
people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did this because of that and that, you know. That'll really help you to understand people a lot better. So um, it's okay to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I see you overthink things. I do the same thing. Brian knows that for sure more than lots of people. Uh, We all like to overthink, I think. Yes. (laughs) I think I think think we all think too much. Yeah, well, sometimes we don't think Totally true. It's totally true. And sometimes we just talk with no filter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just think that what we have to say is super important in that situation at that moment. So anyway, um, science, thank you so much for that question. Hopefully some of that was helpful. And like I said, keep a, keep a lookout on that post. When we get done here, I'm gonna, I'll put a little book list there for you. We hope you've enjoyed this Don't Worry Wednesday discussion. All of these episodes from single questions to full programs will appear in the Don't Worry Wednesday section of our website, bss.studio. While you're there, check out all the great content ranging from music to games, chat, and uplifting discussions by our growing worldwide community. One out of two hosts even claim that these are some of the greatest people in the universe, and the other loves all of you unconditionally. Join the experience each week. Don't Worry Wednesdays regularly stream Wednesday evenings on YouTube. And don't be surprised if Ryan and Joe show up other times of the week. So be sure to subscribe and ring the notification bell so you don't miss out on any of the live streams. But you can always get your dose of insight with these handy podcasts, a Black Static and Swerve production.